in the herd season two episode three um we had brentford at the weekend first game of the season um so we got to see our new system under under uh, angie or angie ball as it's as it's being called um, probably for the first time so we'll talk about that a bit and there was some other shit that kind of went on the back end of last week which i'm sure everyone knows what i'm talking about uh, was there i don't quite remember anything <laughs> yeah 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 i feel like no yeah i think we'll yeah we'll We'll have a little bit of a, a chat about that, I, I imagine. Yeah, so Brentford, Harry Kane, where do we start? Should we start with Harry Kane? So it's been a few days, isn't it? So I'll come straight to you, oh, sister, man. like because I'm interested yeah. to hear like like what you're what you're saying. So it's been a few days. Is it is it sunk in? Yeah, that Kane's gone. Yeah, no, it, it's totally sunk in. Um, I actually was in a state of actually un disbelief for the first for most of last week. I just thought. This is gonna. This is more games for Levy. He's, I don't know what. What he's, he's definitely not gonna let him go. There's no way he's gonna let him go. He knows that we we can't afford. You know, as a footballing as a football team, we can't afford to let our best player go. It's just not gonna happen. No, no chance. And then as it went on and it got closer to the weekend, and then it came out that he'd accepted the bid, and it was up to Kane when he went to start going. That was when I sort of thought, oh. Then I remembered the lack of contract that signings that the next summer he would go for nothing. And Levy ain't having that, not in a million years. And that was when I started to come to terms with it. And then, to be honest, it's just gutting, mate. Gutted. Totally gutted. And I know we've had loads of memories of him and it's been fantastic, but I can't just... It just makes me... It just makes me think of Enoch and Levy as being dumb as fuck and just letting us down again. And that is exactly how I feel about it. Um, just failure, really, and then seeing him go, and now here we are again with a rebuild and a new manager. This happens to us every couple of years, and it inevitably goes nowhere. <laughs> and then we back here again, but this time without the best player we've ever had. So yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm after after yesterday, and actually it wasn't all doom and gloom. Yesterday's game wasn't all doom and gloom. It wasn't great, but it wasn't all doom and gloom. And I'm kind of thinking now I've just got to let it go and just get over it and move on. And at least he didn't go to any other club in England. So that would have been too much to take, to be honest. That would have been too much to take. Just another Premier League team, even a Man United or something, you know. Just that, no, I couldn't be having that. So, yeah, Germany. But it, it, it was like a few tweets that I read about and he's got to go to the Bundesliga to 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 get to win something and and play at the top of his game because we we we, we, we finished eighth last season and really when you look at you why would he want to stay to play in a team that finished eighth even if it is his boy team finish eighth it, the, the last season was a shambles absolutely a shambles and all right this the new manager's coming and we all hope he does brilliantly and he, I like the way he talks I think there's a good consensus among fans that everyone's behind him. And he seems like the type of manager that we've been looking for since Poch left. But 
Yeah, I mean, losing your, you, it's, it's always feast of famine with Spurs, isn't it? You get your, your new manager who you can get behind, and you like the way he talks and the way in the pre-season, the way we played, I think, looked good, looked decent. Then you lose your best player. And it kind of feels like it's always, what is it, two steps forward, three steps back. And, and that's what I sort of feel like at the moment. And this season, again, it's another transitional one, isn't it? Because we've got to make a life after Harry Kane. And even if he does come back when he's 34, you know, I'd rather he didn't, to be honest. I, I really would. I think, don't don't go back. What's the point? Because we're, we're just an old boys club, didn't we? Coming back when he can, you know, when he's had his probably won a few things over there, however meaningless it is. You know, we, I don't think we should, we, we're not that club. We shouldn't be that club anymore. Where these 35 year olds are coming back and we're like, going, oh, what a great player he was back in the day. You know, that was then. He's gone now. We need to get someone else in. We need to make signings that make us better again. Forget all this getting players back. Rubbish. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been tough. Even, for, even, as a, even as a Spurs fan, even as a Spurs fan, it's been going since 1992. This has been tough. And hopefully, now, get, I mean, typical waiting late to sign a replacement striker. What, when does the window shut? Is it, I can never remember. Is it the end of August or? I can't remember, yeah, I can't remember when it is. End of August. But end of August. So, you know, you've got to have a striker to hit the ground running because before you know it, you've lost a couple of games, you're not scoring goals, confidence dips, and, you know, it's not this environment that you need a striker in. You want a striker coming with confidence and just go, bang, yeah, let's have it, get on with it. Because that, that was one thing about yesterday that I thought, that front three, if you could call it that, looked a bit out of sorts together. Didn't look like they knew what each other was doing. And there was a couple of chances that you just know, I'm sorry to say, Kane would have buried. I can't remember whose chance it was. It was towards the end. And he just knew he would have hit that. What was that? I missed that. I think it was Richardson. Richardson, you're right. He's dead on, yeah. And he Kane scores that nine times out of ten for me. So it, it's been tough. Yesterday wasn't a disaster, but I've been feeling pretty flat all week, to be honest. And that's so, just brutally honest, man. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone kind of feels that way. I mean, to be to be honest, I know I've I've been banging the drum of selling him for quite a while, uh, but I didn't I didn't think it would feel like it did feel like when it was official and it had been announced that Spurs have, have accepted the bid. I did hear from a few um, people on social media that there's been a bid ex- accepted from Spurs. Uh, it was the night before it went public, um, mm. but it was just noise. You know what I mean? Like and. You know, he he hadn't Levy hadn't t- turned down the bid, so you kind of just you kind of think, well, he's m- milling it over. We know he's on holiday, um, but yeah, it was kind of a it was a bit like shit. Like, but then it's all like, oh, it's up to Harry Kane if he wants to go. Yeah, and then you and then you start thinking, oh, and then you start hearing, oh, he's actually leaning towards staying at Spurs now. So you kind of think, okay, like there's that sounds That's positive. Was. Like, that sounds <laughs> that sounds that. positive, but it's all just generating. It's just these news outlets generating click clickbait articles yeah, and track getting more advertising revenue in. It's all it's all a load of shit, and we all fall for it. Yeah, cunts. yeah and, every time. Exactly, every time. but it, it, <laughs> I still felt like, yeah, if we get 120 million quid for him, quid, not euros. We've established it's quid. So yeah. it's it's I don't I can't see how uh, how it can be a bad bad deal at this point because if he doesn't want to play for us and no. and it's not even like oh he's going to sign for someone next summer it's it's he's going to sign for someone in January which is like four yeah. and a half months time 
it yeah. isn't going to be that. So it's going to hang over our season every week. We're going to hear the same shit from the same media outlets, from the same um, sports journalists, every press conference, after every game. Yeah. What's happening? Is the hurricane going to stay? Is he going to leave? And, and Postacoglu is going to begin every week. Like, fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've told you last week. Like, oh, mate. I don't do you know, know what I mean? And do you really want that? Do you really want that? We've, we've had it all no. before. I think this is the, the best outcome. Was not, it? Not, not, not my, not, I don't like it, but I think it's the, no. probably the best of a bad situation, which has been created by Daniel Levy by, by not sufficiently, exactly. sufficiently building a club around... Um, a best player ever. Around our best player and based and built and based on the foundations that were built under uh, Pochettino. Because when he signed that contract at 25, was it? And it was it took him through to where he's now 26. That's him committing his best years to us there. That's that is fumbling of of that talent for me. Yeah, yeah. He, he committed him. He committed to Spurs. And, he committed and Spurs his best didn't, years. Yeah, Spurs, and Spurs didn't, didn't match it. Yeah, um, and we know when we say Spurs, we know we mean the people above. You know, we know what we're talking about. Before we go any further, um, yeah, just want to make sure uh, I didn't introduce everyone. So we got Sift Up and we got Rev and Bones. Um, Rev, what, what's your feelings? <laughs> How are you feeling about it? Are you, are you over it? Did you see enough yesterday against Brentford to make you feel more positive about what's going to happen going forwards? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely going to be the, the whole situation that's going to occur now is we're going to be the team that creates loads of chances and has no one to put it away. Yeah. It's bloody typical. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, when I, I, when I heard it was happening, I was gutted and I kept sort of, I was in a little bit of denial, but I kind of thought like, I don't think that we planned, we planned to sell him. I think it was because he was in all the preseason games, the way he was talking, um, he sort of tweeted after the Shakhtar game that he's ramping it up. So he, he kind of expected to be here, and I don't think he expected Levy to uh, accept the bid. And even he kind of, I listened to Alistair Gold's podcast about it, and he was like, even on the day, Kane had a bit of a wobble and wasn't sure if he actually wanted to go. But then he realised it was kind of the right decision because he needs to, he needs to win some trophies at his age. Um, I know that he probably backed himself to come back at some point, maybe not even necessarily to Spurs. But it just it kind of told me where what what the ambition is of maybe maybe the club where we've had kind of four years to to prove to to Harry that we're we're serious about challenging and winning trophies and stuff, and we have gone for like win now managers in Jose and and Conte, uh-huh. but we haven't we haven't backed that with players on the pitch and. I think this is actually the one that he probably should should have stuck around for. But as Ange said in his press conference, he's heard it too many times before. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and he can't, he, again, as you said, Mark, like he can't, he, we can't let him go to another Premier League team next year because that would that would be even worse for, for the reputation of, of Enoch and stuff. So I think Levy just kind of made that decision. And yeah, like, we're gonna, we, yeah, we 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 look like the game was great and uh, enjoyed it, and some players who Conte maybe didn't use properly, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Looking great, but now we're gonna just not have that striker. And someone on Sky was saying, take away Harry Kane from the Tottenham team, and and are they really like the, the big six? Are they are they challenging? Are, can they be considered a world class club without a world class player? And I kind of, I kind of can't see it any other way. Like, are we? It seems like we're trying to be like Brighton, 
which we were under Yarwin and Redknapp. And now it just kind of seems like we're back there, but now we're in a bigger stadium. We're paying the highest prices. <laughs> yeah. We're not buying the players that we were promised with the stadium. And it, it just kind of, that's kind of the big, the big problem for me is, is because Kane said he would retire here if he won trophies and we, we literally didn't match it. And that's kind of the, the saddest part for me, really. I don't know if we will match it either. Um, I, I have a, a similar theory uh, surrounding surrounding the departure. Um, it kind of goes along with what you've just said, actually. It kind of, it's kind of with that. It's a bit fantastical. There's a little bit of just trying to make myself feel better in there. But Bonesy, um, about yourself, how how obviously you was me and you were kind of uh, we were we were together when the kind of news started breaking <laughs> the back end of last week, and both of us were a bit like, oh, fuck it, really, like. Oh, then it, then, the, then the narrative started changing every twenty minutes. But yeah, how, how do you feel about it now? Um, well, I just wanted, while it's still fresh in my head, um, I just wanted to pick up on something that Ravid said when he said about having a world class striker and not sort of backing him. Um, if you look at that team that came together and the players that we had that came through and under Poch that went on that sort of run Jan Toby quality you could say world class world class defenders man no question world class defenders Carl Walker Danny Rose took the time England quality England internationals every time yeah yeah. Moussa Dembele probably the best holding centre midfielder holding midfielder yeah Christian Eriksen son son was on fire do you know what I mean it's yeah, we have right, literally, man. where we are now, I mean, it, you could even throw Lloris in there. It, um, France International was the, the peak top of his game. Absolutely, yeah. And you look where we are now, and we are right back to the drawing board. How far yeah, back literally. How far back to the drawing board? Because we spoke about this the other day. We kind of yeah. we kind of disagreed slightly on how far back we've, we've, we've gone. How far back do you think we are? In terms of you know in in recent in recent history 10, 10 20 years how how far do you think in terms of like the level uh, previous levels? Um, I, I can't remember what I, I I know we spoke between uh, spoke about being between like Martin Yole and Harry Redknapp somewhere around there. I'm leaning more to Martin Yole. Yeah, you said Martin Yole. I said Harry Redknapp. I think Redknapp. I think we're we're now in a situation where we've got. Good players, good squad. Nothing you could argue. Nothing beyond Sonny that is is uh, even coming to a bracket of world class. But no surprise if we were to get top five, four this season. But you'd celebrate it like it was unexpected. And that's where we were. We, we, were, we had a few seasons where top four was kind of like, yeah, that's a minimum we were getting. And now it feels like I'm. Um, thinking top six would be an achievement. Four wouldn't be unbelievable, but it's going to be tough. And and that's that's all dependent on what he does between now and the end of August. Because if you don't get a striker, where's and, 25 goals coming from? You know what I mean? And also as well, I mean, I think I said, I think I said to, uh, this to you, Mark, as well, that you look at Arsenal, who they've been signing, the money they've been play, paying out on the individual players, Chelsea, um, City. I mean, I know financially we're we're never going to be able to compete with Chelsea and Man City. Well, not in our current state anyway. But it's like we're shopping in the bargain basement. Do you know what I mean? 
Um, and yeah, you see Chelsea spending 115 million on Casiedo. You see Arsenal 115 million on Declan Rice, and they're on one player, and they've signed other players worth 40, 50, 60 million quid. They're making serious investment on the pitch, and then when you look at us, us haggling, we could have got Raya, who's a proven goalkeeper, technically good. We could have got him for what 30, 35 million. He's now gone, gone to the Gooners for fucking three million loan, and we've got Vicario, who hopefully he comes good, but he looks a bit shook. Apparently, got, we, yeah, apparently Matt, we did offer the money for for Raya, but it was like four quid a week for for twenty years or something. It was <laughs> it was something mental like that, and I just went fuck off, fuck off. Yeah. It was something like that. It's One just, free chitting a week. I mean, if I think Kane probably would have gone anyway, but I think he held on for as long as he could, and it was just like he was there. He, he must have heard the same story from Levy over and over and over again. Yeah. And he he kept believing him, believing him. <laughs> Fool me once. Do you know what I mean? So that, that, think... that theory I have is, is basically that. It's basically, I, I think that, I, I, I generally think, and there's a lot of news that's come out that's kind of aligned with it. There was an article that I read that kind of had a similar um, aligning, alignment with what I'm about to say. And it's, he didn't want to leave. He actually didn't want to leave. He wanted to stay he wanted to play. He wanted to give this new um, era a chance, but he also wasn't prepared to sign a new contract because, again, like uh, Postecoglou said, he's heard it all before. So, yeah. I think, I think you've said it quite a few times about the golden egg that um, Pochettino laid, and I think the golden egg was Harry Kane. It was, it was Harry Kane, and it's had, it's been Harry Kane for nearly a decade, and because of that golden egg, and, and it's it's continuous continuously. Bringing in, bringing in the, the the money for Levy and the and the hype for the club because Kane keeps hitting the numbers and he's England captain and he's breaking records and he's doing yeah. everything. That that gives Levy carte blanche to to not spend any money and not back and not back the managers when they come in. He gives it all the spiel. I'm sure he gave Conte the spiel. I'm sure he gave Levy the spiel. Yeah, we're going to we're going to compete financially in the market. Obviously, we've got some restrictions, but you know we're going to be going for the players that you need and we'll back you. But he hasn't done it, and he's he, he will sign players. But like Luke said, he will buy he will buy the bargain basement players. Yeah. He'll get the second. He'll get the, he'll go for the third choices. He won't he won't get the first choices. He won't pay the wages. So I think I think Kane, in this moment, has thought to himself: there's an opportunity here for me to leave, go and go and win some trophies somewhere else. But they can get some money for me, and me leaving, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, me leaving will bring enough pressure to the board for them to finally act. And I, I, I do believe that. There's, I don't believe that's his sole reason for leaving, but I think there's some of it. He's saying, you could hear it in his, in, his, in his kind of farewell kind of speech. He's saying, this club needs to kick on and they need to be back at the top end of the table. But yeah. he, And I think that he, he knew that if he stayed and he left for nothing, Levy's, not, Levy's got getting no money for him and he's, he, it's just going to, the cycle's going to repeat itself or, or worse in the future. And or I think worse. the Kane left now because he knew that it would force the 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 board or Levy into making decisions to actually sort the fo- football inside of things out, and I, I I do believe that, and it might it might be a bit fantastic, or like I said, but I I have to believe that his intentions were for the better of the football club. I don't think he'll do it though. That's my big worry is that it's it's where are we basing any optimism that he would ever reinvest it in a way that we can see as tangible. Where is any evidence of that? I mean, the stadium is one of massive arguments to have about. But you know what? 
I'd stay at the old wire lane and 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 get a team of world class players in, and I'd forfeit the new stadium. I would have done all. Of, I wouldn't have given a shit, man. Really, stay at the old wire lane. Let's let's just bash teams up there with a fantastic squad. Like I don't need it. I know that no one's going to like to hear that because you know you everyone wants to have a big stadium and be a big club with a nice stadium. But what's it really doing for us now? We're about Philip when we're playing in. We're not even in the third tier of European football. You know, and it's having the big world-class players to come and fill it. We're not going to do that. And I don't think he, do, I don't think he will do it. I don't, I don't. I really don't. I don't think he'll ever do it. I think the time has been and passed. When it's ever going to be something if, he, if he doesn't do it now, then, then this, this Enoch Out movement is going to escalate into something completely different. And that's going to ruin our season completely as well. You don't need that at your home games. And I know fans have got every single right in the world to be have a great... And I have now. I've, I've grown sick of their behaviour, to be perfectly honest. But a season with people coming in different colour scarves and all that, it, it, it really, unless you don't go to games and stop paying money, nothing will change. Nothing. They won't listen to anything until money's... Us fans stop giving them football club money. That's the only way anything will happen. We keep going to games, putting the stadium, but charting against them. What's he going to do? He just goes home with his Rolls Royce and goes, floats about in his infinity pool and says, oh, well, those fuckers are not around up here again. But so what? There's a number of protests planned outside the stadium uh, for the first game against United this weekend. Yeah. Uh, as long as they keep it outside the stadium, I agree with you, Sifter, mate. They need to keep it outside the stadium. Do what they want to do, yeah. but inside the stadium, it's the first home game of the year. It's, it's possible. Got to be there, back in the team. The, it's Angie's first game, man. There's, there should yeah. be no negativity inside that stadium. We can't start the season that way, man. We have to go out there and get behind the team. I like the little touch they did against Brentford when they went over to the supporters at the beginning and applauded them before the game. Good, a yeah. good, a good touch. Like I, I like that, and it was. Yeah. It's it's a good way to to make that a positive, like kind of not bond. You know what I mean? The way support, Spurs' way support is is fucking class. You know what I mean? But it's one of the best in the country. It's, no it's question, mate, them, them guys, man, they're fucking yeah, and girls. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just a really, really good way to say, look, you know, we're going to give everything. Like we appreciate your support from the from the jump, not just after the game. Yeah. Depending on how the result goes or or whatever. Um. Yeah, I think um, we move on from the hurricane talk, and we talk about yes. Brentford. So, um, I was, I was, I was getting pissed off with the game. To be honest, I, I found it hard to enjoy it, even though, like, in, after the game, and I've read all the fucking like the, the kind of news stuff and the social media stuff, and people saying how oh, we played really positively and we had loads of possession and we created a lot of chances. But that game really, I found it really difficult to enjoy it because I felt the referee was a bit, being a complete dickhead. Damn. And he oh. couldn't—he couldn't wait to get his cards out of his pocket. Uh, the penalty was soft. There was lots of little things that, that I struggled with. Yeah. Um, what, what did you—what did you think, Rav? What was your—what was your takes from the game? Um, overall positive. Like, I definitely—I can't say I didn't enjoy watching us play, but it was—it was a game that because the front three aren't necessarily clicking, it just felt like we'd keep the ball well in the midfield and the defence. And then we do some like shit dribbling or like the front three weren't connecting very well. And to me, that was just kind of like, it's, it's kind of, it was kind of boring a little bit like that part where I don't, I didn't really have faith we'd score and the goals we did score were kind of a set piece and like a rocket from, from Royale. And we obviously can't do that every week. So obviously probably the Kane thing's weighing on my mind. I've got to be honest. And, and I was just thinking as, as Luke said earlier, like Kane would have buried some of these chances, and we would look like a complete team. But if yeah. I try and remove that, like there were there were some really good performances from 
from Udoji. Like, looks like he's been here years. Uh, it was first game for us. Um, Van de Ven was was great as well, and, and Basuma. Basuma's the player that we all thought he was, and uh, and Caicedo's gone for 115 million, but Basuma looks like better than him. <laughs> and we got him for 26, which is crazy. What was, what was what was Conte looking at last season when he wasn't getting anywhere near the squad? I don't get that. I've, someone online, I don't know if this is a bit controversial. Someone online called Conte the Parmesan Pulis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I think I think um, I think that's got, be, that's got to be racist. That has to be racist. That's got to be, probably that's got to be, has to be racist, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think um, I think Basuma. He looks like an instinctual footballer. And every, everything he does off the cuff, and I think Conte probably doesn't like that. He probably wants him to pass it in the in a certain way and and defend in a certain way in a way that I mean, he looked like he had the freedom of the park on on Sunday. So yeah, and they suited him. He looked like a he looked like a leader as well. You know, he was taking the ball. He was the one dropping to take it off the goalkeeper when we we're playing it out from the back. Yeah, he he's he's like a Rolls Royce man. He looks he looks the shit. And um, going back to uh, Udogi. Um, I was just on on Twitter and I just see that um, Spurs song sheet um, at Spurs song sheet on Twitter or X as it's now known, they've released oh. a song for a dogie. Do you want to hear it? Do you want me to sing oh, it? Yeah, I can't wait. Go yeah, on, go. so it's in, so it's in the the style of I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, I want to dance with a dogie. I want to win the league with Udogi. Yeah, I want to dance with Udogi. With the doggy who loves me. I love that. That's good. That's not no, bad, that's is it? A, I, don't that's gonna, well. I don't know how that's going to transmit no, from I the terraces. Coming off the terraces. I can see that coming off the terraces, yeah. You're going to see all like old fat 50-year-old men like doing proper like, <laughs> vo- vo- like Whitney-style vocal acrobatics. Like. With, with the hand up to the ear and all the rest of it, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I like that. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, another another good performance was uh, yeah Royale. I thought he played a, yeah he played a good game. Took his goal well. We needed we needed that at that time because it was yeah. like you said didn't know didn't look like we were going to score, did it? It was kind of like no. Our, as you said, our three attacking players weren't really clicking. I don't think any of them played played terribly, but they just oh. all looked a bit lost. But I think props to Brentford man. Like last year, I think they lost two games at home. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, one of them was to Arsenal, and I'm not sure the other one was to. I can I can have a look at that. But they only lost two games at home, and they don't concede a lot of goals. Not a at gimme home, that really game. Much. No, that's no. not a gimme that game. So it's and tough our, one to start the season. And our style, it suits them because they like to play on the counter attack. So, and they, and, and a couple of balls over the top, and you know they were quite quite happy with just putting a long ball in or a, a, a ball in for, around the back. They're a good side. They're settled. They look. They look They're quite comfortable. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That manager's been there a few years. They know how they play. They've not had huge departures and arrivals in the squad that I'm aware of. Not that I came up to date on Brentford news at all. But yeah, they they they're a, they're an established Premier League team. And we all know there's no easy games in the Premier League. <laughs> I know. I think I think we'll look back on it at the end of the season and be like, that's actually a good point we just got there. It's a shitty. It's a shitty first 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 game of the season draw to be honest you, yeah. know, you want a, you want a home game or if you're going to play away you kind of want to get I don't know you want to get some shit still like Luton away do you know what I mean first <laughs> game of the season it's a tricky game and I, I think again our draw there our draw in the league cup as well Fulham away that's you know they're just signed a Darwin Traore as well isn't it that's a sticky one mate I'll tell they're you now like, they've just signed Traore as well so it's going to be a slippery one mate 
That will be. We'll be knocked out in the second round of the League Cup. Come on, you Spurs. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not what I wanted to see. Uh, Bonesy, yeah, what was your uh, hot takes from yesterday? Who impressed you the most against uh, Brentford? Um, I think stand, uh, probably the standout player was Basuma. Um, I think Madison, really impressed with him. He looks like a decent player. He's got a good delivery. Um, I think they gave him the second assist as well. I think there was a bit, it was kind of a dubious one where they weren't sure whether he was going to get awarded it, but I think he has been awarded the second assist. Um, yeah, lot, as everyone sort of said, lots of positives. Um, it felt a little bit like, you remember the season, I think it was the first couple of go, games, first full year in the new stadium after the Champions League game where we were playing well, but we just couldn't break a side down. It felt very much like that, that we were in control, but just in the final third, we just didn't look like we were going to create any chances or break them down. I mean, I think that that will come. Um, you look you look at all the new faces and players that we've got in this side, it's going to take, it's going to take a couple of months before they get used to Angie's system and it all becomes instinctual. Um, I'd stick with Richie up front. I know he didn't have his greatest game yesterday, but he's Brazil's number nine for a reason. Yeah, he didn't really get a crack of the whip last year. He was used. He was injured. He was used sparingly, and when he was used, he was used on the left. So, I, I just. Like I, I hope everyone gives him a bit of time and, and is a little bit patient with him, because I think he could be a good player. I really do. I think he could nick, he could nick ten fifteen goals a season. Yeah, I reckon. Given the service, you know, Madison's service, he's decent in the air as well. He ain't too bad in the air. And he's, who's this Argentinian we signed? And all he's supposed to be a bit of a lump in the air, a bit of a slabhead getting on the end. I of think the he's only about about nineteen. And um, Angie said he's 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 not going to be playing this season or at least he's not going to be playing this side of Christmas if we get because that that's what I was just going to say if we if we get that like the Madison and the forward three all interlinking I mean I don't think there's a centre half or a defender that would would want to play up against Richarlison when he's on like he was at Everton because he was a fucking nuisance Defenders yeah, would have was. hated playing against him because he's physical, he's big, he likes leaving a boot in and he likes leaving a bit on the defender. I think I think he'll come good if we use him. I think Ange said we didn't look for him enough. Um, but I think if he if he gets a couple of early goals and gets a bit of a run in the side, I think he could become a very good player for us. Yeah, I think there was a little bit of knee-jerk panic after that game. I think reading like on the back of what Sifter said and you know, there's a lot of people that have kind of Said the same sort of things like that. It didn't. That that front three is not giving a lot of confidence in that we're gonna break teams down. But it, it is so early. It is, and we know what Son can do, man, when he's on it. And you know, he, he is thirty-one or thirty-two. The Korean years have changed recently. So is he thirty-one? <laughs> he's thirty-one, isn't he? He's officially Dang. thirty-one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they changed. Oh, he, it. he was seventeen. He was he was thirty two, but he's actually thirty one. Anyway, so yeah, he's he's he he ain't a spring chicken anymore. Do you know what I mean? But he's you know he looks after himself, and he, apparently last year he was playing with a hernia. That's 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 the mm. that's what's been put out, and and he he went terrible. I think when Mason kind of got back into the 
Um, got him back in, into a bit of form. I think he started looking like himself again towards the end of the season. Um, so I, 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 I think mean, with a few with a few games, and it might you know we might not pick up the maximum points for the first. You know, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be difficult. We're going to we're going to drop points and we're going to concede goals. But I think if, with with a bit of consistency and getting them linking up, I think it could it could, it could work. I mean, I just wanted to just make another quick point regarding like the, the forward play. I mean. Yeah, Harry Kane's gone, um, but against Shakhtar, we didn't. We created a few chances, and it was a decent performance. But how many of those goals were Harry Kane? Like going back, like last few seasons, goals that Harry Kane scored, they were more like a top uh, a goal poacher scoring those goals, where they any like Sonny could have scored them. They weren't. Harry Kane esque yeah. goals where he he drops the shoulder and just bends it in the corner. They were they were a striker's goal, a goal poacher's goal, a mix of goals yeah. in and around the six yard box. Yep. So that gives me some hope that that is the way we're going to play. So it isn't going to take a Harry Kane figure to fill the void that he leaves just behind. A decent striker to come in and get on the end of things that are going to be supplied, isn't it? How, who, much, how much of that is? How much is that? Sorry, sorry, Shifter, How much of that comes down sorry? to Kane's intelligence and movement within the box uh, as well, though? Probably fifty percent at least. You know, if Richarlison hasn't got that, uh, you know, yeah. he scores. He, he scored goals. He's proven it ever and, and and at Watford. He, he's decent. You know, I mean, he knows where the net is, but. Is he has he got that? Is he got that intelligence of a, of a an out and out striker? Is is he an out and out striker? That's what kind of what my question yeah. is. Yeah, well, he's going to have to be, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I or, or is he? I mean, we've had some links, and we'll talk about that in the second half of the pod because we're just kind of coming up to the end of the first half. Yeah, yeah, you talking about Gift Orban? I am gift talking Orban. about Gift Orban, <laughs> and I had a little. Oh, gift, I don't know nothing giving. about him. I tell you what, I tell you what, I put a show rule up on the on the WhatsApp group, uh, Sifter. So in the in the little break period, have a watch of it and just come back in the second half and, and let us know what you think. Because I, okay. I was quite impressed by what I saw there. Considering he's only twenty one, is he? So last year would have been would have been like twenty last year when this show rule was put together. So he looks he looks strong, strong. He looks a lot older wow. than twenty one. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and before we before we go, just quickly. Um, I thought I actually thought Sanchez was pretty good yesterday, Davinson. We didn't talk about the defense. Obviously, Romero came off. Yeah, but uh, Sanchez actually looked quite composed and had the pace to recover a, a few a few counter attacks. Which Made some good blocks. Yeah, suited him. And I was just going to kind of ask you guys: Do you reckon we'll keep him now? Because I, I think we will. Dyer's, Dyer's yeah. also okay, wasn't I he? think I think we will. Um, I think he was good against. Uh, Barcelona in a week as well. He made several, five or six, similar um, um, defensive um, um, tackles where he was running back and timed his his kind of slide tackle perfectly and, and, and got the block in on about four or five occasions. Um, yeah, I think he might be staying. He might be staying. I prefer. I've, 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 I think I've said all along that I prefer him to stay rather than Dyer. I think he offers more than Dyer. Um, in this system as well, I think you know this is probably similar, more similar to a system he would have played at Ajax. So if uh, Angie can tap into that and get try and get that confidence back that he had when he was 21 years old, yeah, say, yeah I think he, he brings the ball out from the back better than Dyer ever, ever would. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I think he's a bit. He's got more calming presence on the ball. Dyer's a hit and hope, lump it yeah. up, sort of block. I think really, with all the the sort of. Him, him crying on the touchline last year. I thought he kind of deserved a shout out for this one because 
yeah, last last season was brutal for him, man. And I did it want was. him to go for his own for his own mental health. I wanted him to get to move on. But if he becomes a good player for us, I would absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, we'll talk a bit more about the Brentford game in the second half and um, we'll talk about the potential comings and goings as well. But yeah, all right, guys, I'll see you in the uh, in the second half. North London is ours. Welcome back to Quiz in the Hood. Season two, episode three, part two. So yeah, just coming back to Brentford, Rev was talking about Sanchez. He had a little good showing. Um, he looked like I said he looked good against Barcelona. Um, anyone else you want to talk about? I think Skip. Skip kind of had a. a he didn't have a bad game. I just he didn't really. Did, He's a bit anonymous. He, did, he didn't do anything that kind of you know because against Barcelona he came out and scored a brace, which was quite astonishing considering I don't I think other than Chelsea I think I don't think he scored for Spurs. Um, so. Yeah, like what do we what do we think of Skip? Is that is that his position to lose now, or, or should we should we be looking at getting someone upgrading that position? I mean, I oh. think Ben Benton when he comes back is probably the man, isn't it? Is he not? Like, I mean, obviously we don't know how, how good he's going to be, but he's he's kind of waiting for him is kind of an exciting prospect for me because I think that'll be that'll be a perfect midfield, really. Do you not do you not think that Benton and um Pursue were a bit similar in their in their style, or do you think that's? I'm I'm getting too hung up on the kind of having an, an, a, a baller number eight and a destroyer number six in midfield, like we've seen quite often under you know Conte and Mourinho and and, and even Pochettino. Like, do, do, do you need to have a destroyer in midfield? Is basically what I'm, I'm asking. I think you need to have someone who can. Sorry, but I think you need to have someone who can. It, you need to have a ball winner. So destroyer, yes. But also, it is, it is someone who's, who's just going to hustle up in the midfield and put pressure on their midfield when they've got possession. And I don't think that doesn't look like what Bissouma's going to do. And I, I, I was never too convinced of Benton Corey in the tackle. So I don't know if that's that could be where Skip comes in because I think he might put put himself about a bit and he's not afraid of getting stuck in. Um, Benacor is going to be coming back from a very, very serious knee That's injury. A serious, serious. Do we, injury, do we really want him going in for like fifty-fifties? And exactly. Do you know what I mean, and, and, One, and he puts that foot down, plants that foot on the floor, and his knee gets. You know, he rolls his ankle and his knee gets hyperextended again. He's, he's out for over six months, really, because that's the bad injury that he had. Like you said, bad. So I feel like <laughs> as a, as a holding midfielder, Hoybier's got to be a, considered a, a more experienced uh, international. And seasoned holding midfielder, you know that's his, that's what he does. That's what he's good at. He hasn't he's he hasn't got the nod ahead of Skip. Um, I thought he did good against Shakhtar Hoybier in that game, but I feel like Skip's probably got the nod because he's a bit more mobile and a bit more industrious and gets around the pitch a bit better than Hoybier does. Um, so for me, if that's if that's what he's looking at and that's what he wants from a player, I think we should be looking at an upgrade there for holding midfielder. What do you what do you reckon, Rev? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think the way we're covering for it now seems to be that Emerson will come into midfield because he, he was like, he was pretty much everywhere, but I noticed he kept like coming in to help Basuma. Um, I do think in a position team, Basuma and Bentacor will probably, because we're not really expecting to lose the ball as much, it could work. But yeah, if, if we've got to, if we've got to get rid of Skip and Bentacor's not coming back to who he, we thought he was, well, who he was before the injury, then yeah, I definitely think we should get someone in and, and to be honest, I was watching Chelsea Liverpool yesterday, and I think 
Conor Gallagher's probably up for sale, and he looked pretty good at everything yesterday. He kept winning the ball back, and I, I, I take him if they deal with us. To be honest, I think he's he's kind of the ideal Ange midfielder. It looks like because he can do everything. I, I like the look of him. When when we got linked with him uh, a few weeks back, I was definitely like on the yeah, get him in. 100%. I was well impressed with him at, at West Brom when he was there and again um, Palace where he played a bit more advanced for, pa- uh, for Palace. I think he was there until goal scorer that season. Um, but I think there's, there's they're kind of saying that, there's, that for the moment we're not going to be looking at any more acquisitions. It's going to be more about trying to get players out the door. So um, Eric Dyer yesterday um, deleted all of his Spurs association <laughs> stuff from social media, unfollowed the club on uh, all of his social media accounts. Ponzi, what do you make of that? Do you reckon he's got the needle because he wasn't made captain or do you reckon he's been told to do one? Um, maybe a bit of both. Maybe a bit of both. I mean, I think there was, I think I've read something this evening that um, he, he wants to stay and fight for his place, but that could have been from last year. It could have been from the year before. It could have been from the year before that. <laughs> he seems to say that every year, doesn't he? Um, yeah, maybe he's... Um, maybe he's... Yeah, maybe he's just got pissed off, thrown a bit of a tantrum. Um, do you feel he's in the... He's in the he's in the kind of conversations for captain... Captain C, do you think he should have been potentially no, even maybe vice captain? No, because nah, I don't think he's in the conversation to be in the starting eleven. To be honest, I I can't like we were saying, um, like Rad brought up about Sanchez. I think he has more of the attributes to play in Angie's system. Um, he's quicker. He 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 can time his tackle. I just don't see where Dyer fits in in this system defensively. I mean, if we're if we're looking for a holding midfielder to sweep up and make the tee and make things comfortable for our back our back four, he done it for Poch. It, that was the best uh, you, we ever saw of him when he played as that midfielder. Um, but I don't know whether he's still got that in his legs anymore. But um, I feel sorry for him because I think. He's always tried, and I think he's always he's always tried his best for the club. And I don't think it's through any lack of effort, but I just I don't think. Do you know what I mean he's had he's had his chance? He had his chance under Poch, and he's had his chances under all the managers, and he hasn't taken his chance. And maybe it's because he's not at that level. He's played. He's played a lot of football. He, he, exactly. That's exactly right. You can't moan that he hasn't been given a fair crack of the whip. He, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Has. He absolutely has. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like there's teams lining up to to to, to sign him up. So there's talk of him potentially going over to Saudi. I mean, I don't know about that, but it probably wouldn't be a bad move for him. I mean, he's going to get a shitload of cash. So yeah. He would, isn't it? I mean, he ain't going to get picked for England again. So, yeah, fuck off there for a couple of years, earn a load of money, and then fuck off back to Portugal and live life to the fullest in the Algarve, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, go on, sorry, Rev. I was just agreeing with you, yeah. Like, that Barcelona game uh, kind of showed that he's he's just not set up for this system, is he? And it's, it's just not going to... Yeah, he looked a bit static. Uh, you're you're going to have to, in, in this system, you, right, you're going to be playing a high line and you're going to be quite far up the pitch. You're probably going to be playing a lot of football on the halfway line. 
But when it when that, that ball comes over the top and it inevitably will, um, more than once in the game, and that's, that's, this is this is how teams are going to play against us. We're got, we're going to have to get used to it. You've got to get back quickly, and you've got to be smart, and you've got to make quick, quick snap decisions because it's all about positioning. And you saw for the second goal against Brentford, um, Grandevin was unlucky. You know, I think maybe Vicario doesn't doesn't communicate to him that he's that he's got it or, or whatever. We don't know. You know, he's got a toe to it. It's, it's, he poked it in the net. But essentially, that caught on the break. Everybody's been caught out of position. Fair play to the Brentford uh, left wing back. He, it was a, his first touch was excellent. He took it beyond uh, Royale, and it was it was it was pretty good. But all the defenders were all at sea. Like no, the midfielder was nowhere. Like our, our kind of like deeper midfielders, Basuma and Skip, they didn't make it back in time to provide any cover to stop the ball coming in. And we're going to see that, and we're going to see that. But if Dyer was in that situation, I'd have no, I'd have no hope that there's no, no, that's all. That's a goal every time you see. And yeah. if we're getting caught in the break. Dyer in that midfield with uh, in that defence with Sanchez or Davis or all three of them, you know, all three of them. If Davis is playing as left back, uh, we we we're conceding goals for for shits and giggles, man. We saw it against Newcastle, man. If teams come out as hard, them guys uh, are quite vulnerable. Vulnerable to say yeah. yeah, vulnerable. I was, thinking, <laughs> I was trying to think of a better word, but yeah, vulnerable. Vulnerable's got to be the word, I think. It was it was last season when I thought, sort of thought that's Eric Dyer's that's Eric Dyer's time up now. It was mistakes. He kept making mistakes, and he he only ever made a couple of mistakes a season. They always appeared to be in London derbies when we really didn't need them. And I mean things like the pass back to Lloris at Stamford Bridge when he just plays it round him. I know anyone can do that. That can happen to anyone. But I think that's more of his game now than it's ever been. And that's it's just a bit embarrassing. That sort of yeah. that sort of defending. He loved putting Salah through on goal as well. He's done that a couple of times. Yeah, really. yeah. And it, yeah, it's just it's one of them um, where I mean, if we if we sort of look at Van der Ven in his first real like game for us, and probably first time he's kicked the ball for Tottenham because I don't think he's been at training long. You saw the difference, right? His pace was insane, and uh, I got some stats. <laughs> I got some stats um, that show that he. He won the highest dual success of any player in the in the Premier League at the weekend. Uh, won four out of five aerial duels, which load of balls were over the top, so that's pretty good. And he didn't commit a single foul, which I... Oh, you love to hear that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Dyer's just not... Dyer's never had stats like that, which kind of tells you. And he was good on the ball as well. He was so good on the ball. And I think a lot of times Dyer used to used to have either Vertonghen or Adavell around him, and they could go, "All right, Eric, you know, don't worry about it, mate. I'll cover you." When he's when he's exposed and on his own, he's he's all at sea every single time, and he just get dribbled round or passed through or bounced over. And yeah, he 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 doesn't play well with his back to goal, and that's where you should be as a defender. That's your bread and butter. And he doesn't do well with back to goal. He doesn't chase back particularly great either. So yeah, no, no, look, he doesn't deserve to be absolutely slated because he's he's been a good player. But now, yeah, it is move on time, I think, you know, with with our best wishes. So out of ten, like what just just quickly so we can sum up the uh, the Brentford game. Out of ten, uh, Bones, what would you rate the, the performance against Brentford? Out of ten I've got to give it I'll probably I'll give it an eight. I I thought it was alright. I thought it was alright. Rev? Yeah, seven or eight, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. What, what, what did you think? M- me, it's going to sound brutal, but I'm going five because I think it's 
it's a decent starting point. It was bang in the middle of everything. Nothing outrageously great, nothing ridiculously poor, but overall not great to watch throughout. I think it was, there were some good individual performances, but as a team, it hasn't really, really yeah. clicked yet. That's, yeah. what, that's kind of how I felt about it. And like I said, I find it, I found it quite difficult to watch. I found it difficult to get into it. Uh, I've watched the highlights, and it, it, it looked it looks better in hindsight watching the highlights. I think watching it live, I was getting a bit stressed out. The referee was doing my fucking head in. Like he could not oh, win. Yeah. What penalty, is that var about? Was, what is that var about? That's that's just it was, ridiculous. It was never a penalty, was it? I mean, never. It was never a penalty. And I've never, to, never, ever. I spoke to two or three people today who don't support Spurs, and, and one of them supports Chelsea. He was like, "That was never a pen. Absolutely not." I mean. You can't, you can't, it's a coming together. Like, it has to be, there has to be some kind of common sense thrown into that. Players come together, but it is, he, he didn't foul him. He didn't stick a leg out no. and try and challenge him. Never, the, ever. He's, they're, they're running together. It's a coming together. Whatever. I mean, I mean, it was given, there's not, we knew it was going to be given as soon as, as soon as he went like, you know, as soon as they look at the screen, it's, it's normally inevitable. I think it's only once or twice that they've gone against it. The VAR guys. Okay. I mean, on on the penalty, yeah, it was soft, but I don't think there's any one of us, if that was Sun in attacking in exactly the same, we would have all been fucking screaming, there's fucking contact, it's a pen, it's a (laughs) sign. We we definitely would have done. We definitely would have done, but but we would have known when it wasn't given, because we don't get them kind of penalties. No. we would have gone with it. We'd have been, oh, whatever. Yeah, it was a bit soft anyway. And you, 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 you're right. We would have been calling for it, but you know, we would not have got that in a million years. The referee, the referee was a. Uh, I don't want to give the old cliche. The referee's a wanker, but yeah, he, <laughs> he definitely, he definitely was. Um, have you, have you, I just want to kind of move back to Harry Kane a little bit. Have you ever heard of the um, the the, the the idea, the mythology of the crossroads demon? Have you ever heard of that? No. Have you heard about the story about this old? It's like back. Like a hundred years ago, there was this guitarist in like Louisiana or some kind of somewhere in America. And he was he wanted to be a blues guitarist. This guy, Howlin' Jimmy Jefferson or something like some some crazy name, and he wanted to be a blues guitarist. And he couldn't play for shit. He was dog shit, right? And then he left he left um, town for a week or two or a month, and he came back and he was the best blues guitarist in the world. And and he played and he was successful and he and he, you know, he got lots of fame and money and women and everything that comes with being a great musician. And then he just vanished. After a few years of all the, all this kind of uh, success, he vanished off the off the face of the earth. And um, there's a kind of story that coincides with it that he sold his soul to a crossroads demon. And in, in and part of that is that you you say what you wish for, but it comes at a price. And um, I was talking to Mrs. about it, and we were talking about Harry Kane. When when he didn't win that trophy on on, uh, on Saturday for Bayern Munich, we said, do you reckon that, because he kind of come from nowhere, Harry Kane, like, no one was talking about him. And all of a sudden, he was excellent and the best. And he was doing things that we couldn't, he, all of us still to this day, I, you know, we couldn't believe what we were seeing. He's come out of nowhere, and he's, he's just an, an absolute tank. But it, did it come at a price? Because... Maybe he 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 wished he 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 made a wish he made a bargain with some sort of some sort of demon and he was like I want to be the be the best striker in the world I want to I want to be the most successful striker in the world I want to I want to break records Have you seen Wishmaster like Have you ever seen the Wishmaster movies yeah. like where <laughs> like where he's a genie and he grants some wishes but they all come with a very very kind of more monkey poor thing you know there, there, there's a there's, it's going to come at a yeah. price so yeah you're going to be the great striker but you are never going to win a trophy. 
I think you're going to be the greatest striker, but Charlie Kane's going to be your agent. I think that's, that's, <laughs> that's the thing yeah. he got. Because um, <laughs> they, they didn't just lose that game, did they, Brian? I think they beat 3-0. Yeah. You know, they, they I, didn't just lose. They got bashed. Like, that would have been the I, shittest thing ever, though, if he, if, if he went and won that trophy on day one. Oh, of don't Bayern. even... I don't, I don't like to. I don't like to use the, the terminology of, of of that word, but that would have been that word. That would have been that word. That would, that would have. Been that, that would have been yeah. that word. We don't say it on that this would, podcast. Wouldn't that, that would have been, been that the, word. The, the quickest yeah. the player. What's the? I know a couple of players have gone and won things like that season or really fast, but that to to leave, play, win a trophy all in the same five days. I don't think that's ever happened before. Sight, it would have been day one. Cause it would have been day, day one. one. It would have been less than twenty-four hours after we signed. Twenty-four hours. Pulls on the shirt, I, wins the trophy. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw. Like, it reminded me of like Bale at Real Madrid. Um, literally the next day, I think Build, a German newspaper, uh, wrote Kane comes, trophy goes, or something like that. Yeah, I saw that. It's like he's going to get all the blame if they don't win all the trophies. Like, yeah. Do you it, think like the next morning, like he woke up in his little Bavarian cottage, wherever they've hooked, hooked him up with, and he woke up and he looked up, and then he realised he wasn't in Chingford or wherever he lives. <laughs> and he's looking around and he's looking at the surroundings, like, and he's thinking, "Fuck, like I might have what fucked up here. I might have fucked up." Do you reckon? Do you reckon there's any of that? No, I don't. I, I personally think that actually that that's going to be a footnote in his in his career in Bayern Munich. I think. I think they'll probably cruise the league, so we'll get that. But I don't think that's... I think to really get kudos, he's got to fire them to a European trophy. To really... Look, with no anyone who says anything about Harry Kane not being world-class is just trying to troll Spurs fans. Because they all do it. And we all... Start, sometimes we bite and we dump to his defence. Everyone knows what he is. There's no question in it. But I think, coming into the season, he'll have the Bundesliga, probably a domestic cup, and a decent shot in the Champions League. And I think he'll probably, although because of Haaland and I've cut other names, Golden Boots probably theirs to lose. But he'll still, I reckon he'll, he's going to bang in thirty goals this season. And I, I reckon they'll, they'll they'll never get the group, and they'll get out of that, and they'll probably get into the knockouts. And I, you know, he's got a good chance of going away in that competition. But that's surely got to be the pinnacle for him now. It's got to be that because look, German football's great, and German, you know, they're international football is amazing and they know the game and they're you know, one of the big European leagues but the league, the league in Germany isn't the Premier League in England do you know what I mean it just isn't so that, on that Sifter so on that name me six German Bundesliga teams six German Bundesliga teams right so you've got Bayern Munich you've got Richard Dortmund you've got um uh, uh, uh What's the one that German comedian comedian supports? Uh, uh, this is embarrassing. Um, God, yeah. Do you know what? You, you, I'm looking like I'm floundering already. <laughs> Schalke, Schalke. That's three. Um, three down, three to go. Three down, three to go. Um, who did they lose that final to? Because that wasn't Dortmund. That was um, Hamburg. That's another one. But that wasn't them. Hamburg. A Hamburg, uh, in, a Hamburg in the Bundesliga? I think they got relegated. They, did they come they back? They got relegated. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, they might have come back, though. I'm not sure. 
I, uh, I mean, Schalke aren't in the Bundesliga. So they played. They played Leipzig in. Um, Leipzig. They played Leipzig. Oh, so Red Bull. Red Bull. Red, Red Bull. Um, Leipzig. Right, so Red got two Leipzig. more. Two more. <laughs> two more. Um, Salzburg. Uh, and they Austrian. They were Austrian. They were Austrian. We we signed Van der Ven from them. That's a clue. Oh God. Can't remember. Can't remember. Genuinely can't remember. Wolfsburg. That was my Wolf impression. Uh, yeah, Wolfsburg. Should have known. Should have known better than that. So one more. And I've embarrassed myself already. So I might as well dig down. There's, there's, what, there's one. That, there's one. one oh, is Werder Bremen still still in the Bundesliga? Werder Bremen. Who did we get oh, from? Yeah. from? What about Kaiserslautern? Bushim and Gladbach. What are they? Yeah. They're kind of slightly knocked us out of the fairs couple. What about Muskegon, Black, Black, God Black? What are they called? Bushim and Gladbach. Yeah, that's the there. I've never been able to pronounce that. Bushim, Glogan, Gladbach. I've no idea how to say it. Yeah. Can you say it, Rob? That was tough. Moshin Gladbach. Is it? Is that weird? I think so. Yeah. Well, right. Um. So, yeah, we've got some players that we've been linked with. This player's going out the door. I think uh, Tangi again, um, inevitably, is being linked with a move away from the club. Apparently, Angie doesn't rate him after he turns up late quite often to training, apparently. That's kind yeah. of what I was reading on Twitter earlier. Um, so, yeah, we talked about Dyer. What about, what about this guy, then? What about this guy, um, Gift Orban? Sifter, did you watch the video? Just watched it, yeah. So I don't know why I didn't watch it already. Loves a lasher, like loves lashing the ball into the back of it from inside the box. It's difficult with those YouTube compilations because they're obviously picking out the the, the high points. Uh, I'm always reserved about making snap decisions or having watched those because that was getting me hyped. I just, I just went and poured myself a drink and watched it, and I was jumping about like he was, you know, because there were some great goals he scored there. There's a couple of top bins. He scored left and right side of the penalty area. He scored from angle. He scored. He lobbed the keeper. You know, he free kick. Shot. Free one kick. shot from the halfway line. Looks like he yeah. shot from straight from kickoff and hit the bar. You know, and that, that, that look. We all want a bit of excitement back in our lives now that Kane's got. So yeah, if he's young and hungry and he can bang a goal in, you know, yeah, got to go for it, man. I think someone. I think looking at, I, d- I didn't know anything about him. I watched that, that clips, uh, the clip I sent you guys, and I, I was like, you know what? For that price. Just go and get him. Like, that's, yeah. that's just, just don't mess around. If it's 20, 25 million and, and, and Gink are, are happy with that, yeah. then just, 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 get, get him. just go and get him. Just go and yeah. get him. Because that, that's, he, 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 would, he would serve as a very, very good understudy at, at, at worst case scenario. He's a good squad member to have. You know, he offers something a little bit different. He's a bit, he looks quite direct. Looks like he can get yeah. a shot off. Looks, looks strong as fuck. And you know, he's going to get better because he, he he's apparently 21. Um, I say apparently because he looks older than 21. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, just to tie in with that, do you guys know his background? He uh, so basically he didn't ha- he hasn't been through an academy, and some Norway, I think his Norway second division team found him and just gave him a contract, and then he just smashed it, and then Gent well like, Gent scouted him obviously, and they've taken him in. Um, and he's he's got the fastest hat trick in a UEFA club competition last year, but yeah, it's weird that he has no background. Like, there's no there's no details of it on him before he played in the Norway second division. Which you saying like he's a time traveler? Like, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think, 
with Spurs, is it might turn out that he's actually like 34 or something. And yeah. George Ware's we'll cousin. Done, and we'll get done for it or something. That's what I'm always worried about with Tottenham. Are you saying he was created by he's like AI Boston Mechanics, whatever they're called? What's that? Ro- robot building company? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Boston. <laughs> he's a cyborg. I mean, I'd take a cyborg. I'll take yeah. a cyborg. He scores 30 a season. I don't care. It, won't be, it won't be long before that's a reality anyway. It'll yeah. just be a load of artificial intelligence bots running around on the pitch. Um, it'll just be uh, Elon Musk versus Zuckerberg in a football match. And it'll just be but controlled that Mortal Kombat thing I sent you, that Mortal Kombat where it's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, on, on the subject of gift... Um, it was some one of you. I don't know which one of it was that posted on the group. Yeah, my old my old dream is to play in the Premier League. Man City, United, Liverpool, Man City. I don't like Arsenal alone. Like you could you could scrub out Arsenal. I don't like blank alone. It's like they don't want to win titles. I want to go somewhere where they do. Hmm, is he going to come to us? <laughs> no, it's living. These players, they, 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 unfortunately, because we are a Premier League team and for all the hate you get for saying it, one of the bigger ones as well, these players would come to us because they probably see, get a three-year contract, two good seasons, you start turning the heads of the, time, the teams that aren't winning the league and they buy me, sits on the bench for them and goes home with five trophies after his career's over, do you know what I mean? I think that's a fairly reasonable career path these days. No one wants to come and... and earn anything, do they? They want to go where the money is and where the trophies are. And there's only ever going to be two or three other clubs in the, you know, at any given time. Because Chelsea will be, Chelsea are going to be resurgent this year. Potts is going to get yeah. them playing. Telling they're going to be dangerous. You know, you and make, that's the sort of player he's on the bench for them. What do you, you know? what do you make, what do you make of the Lukaku links? Fish, I don't know. They're not too sure about that. No. So, we got, we got a Chelsea guy working with us, um, young lad. And he, um, he reckons Lukaku will be good in the system that we play. He reckons it'll work. Is he is he mobile enough? Like I feel like you got to have a, a good a good touch and a good finish if you're gonna play up front for Ange. What age is he now, Lukaku? He's got to be thirty three. He's thirty. Yeah, thirty. Well, yeah. Okay, that's that's still there's still two good seasons in him. Then at the top level, I reckon, uh, at the sharp end of the top level. You know, he, he he was a tank for West Brom when he and when he went to Chelsea. Yeah. He, he was he, a tank. He was a tank for Tony Pulis. Tony Pulis, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. It, or was it Mowbray or someone like that when he was there? Oh, it was, it might was, have been. Yeah, I don't know. There. Um, he was good at and he was good at he was good at West Brom, but he was good at Inter. And other than that, he's been shit everywhere else. Yeah, which is yeah. bizarre, really, where you think when you think the clubs he's played for. Um, I, I just well, that Champions League final last year where he he missed a sitter and cleared oh, it off. Oh, I did miss. And I just think it's his attitude. It's not. It's not the best. I don't think he's going to dig deep when you need him to. Definitely not. He's not got that in him anymore. He's not. He doesn't want anything to do with a fight at all. Nah, I really don't want him. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'd be upset if we had. If I don't on the side of caution, but I think that's pouring. What's that going to cost us? Uh, Ninety grand a week, hundred grand a week more to get him on to get him signed. Yeah, that's that's not 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 a good book. I don't think he's going to be on top money, isn't he? But we yeah. do need to we do need to bring a I do feel we need to bring an established striker in. I don't know if Flahovic is still a realistic target without European football, given given what um, Juventus kind of because uh, initially Lukaku was due to go to Juventus, and given the prices they were looking at, they wanted forty million plus Lukaku for Vlahovic to go to Chelsea. So within that, looking at the value of Lukaku, they're, they're pricing 
They're pricing Vlahovic at 70, 80 million euros. That's We've got it, though, haven't we? This is the thing. We have got it. So, do we, do we again, want Vlahovic if he's, if he's willing to come? Do we want him? Y- yeah. I, I don't know much about him. But I don't know I, much about him either. I, I used to kind of follow a few like bits and pieces. I say follow. I used to watch a few bits and pieces on um, YouTube and stuff when he was at Fiorentina when we got linked with him last time when we were talking about and Harry Kane was talking about going to the city. Um, and we were linked with Vlahovic there. And when he was at Fiorentina, he was he was he was as good. His numbers and the stuff that he was doing was as good as as Haaland at the time. Who was getting spoke about, you know, the, you know, big all the big talk was about Haaland at the time. But Vlahovic was doing the same sort of thing, same sort of age. Um, hasn't really worked out quite as well at um, Juventus, but they've had a load of shit going on the last couple of years. All that fucking dodgy bollocks they've been doing. Um, so you know that's that's there's someone there, and um, we've got um, got Paratici. Like he's a bit of a he, you know he likes he gets he gets Juventus players to Spurs, man. That's that's what basically all he does. <laughs> I mean, I think if Paratici is still doing bits, that is the only way that he comes to us. Because name me a name me a player, a world class player that is a draw for someone like Vlahovic to come to Tottenham. We had Harry Kane was a draw for any player to come to us. Now the, pre- the Premier League is the is the draw. Yeah, Premier League's the draw, but he's good enough that I think he goes no, they're not in. They're not at the level that I want to be playing at at the moment. They haven't got. We, are we back in that vicious cycle now? But I, I, I think I, we might be. I've got. Yeah. A, I've got a kind of caveat to that, and that is that you know he's he's looking to build his his credentials within Europe. Um, he didn't. He hasn't hit the ground running at Juventus. He comes to the Premier League. He plays for a club at our level. And I'm not saying I, I agree with what you're saying. I think he. Why would why would he look at us? But I think the caveat is that he would look at us and say. I'm going to play every week there. If I can, yeah. if I can, if I can score, you know, if my goal ratios can be like one in two, one in two and a half games or whatever, however they work it out. Um, if he can consistently get like decent numbers, then he will play every week for us. Absolutely, there's no question for it. If he's fit, he plays, and that's how he builds his. You know what I mean? That's how he builds himself. Maybe we get, maybe we somehow get back into the Champions League. There's five spots available potentially this year. Um, so I think that there is that draw that he thinks, well, you know, Kane's gone. There's there's an opportunity for for a superstar there to come and be the new the new Premier League kind of top boy um, up there with with Haaland in the Premier League because there ain't no one else really is there. And I I think the other the other person that you know it's been spoken about a little bit is Ivan Tony. Is I mean I, I like Ivan Tony. I think he's good. I think that's a good shout as well. If he wasn't bloody, if he hadn't been gambling that too much, but. If he keeps himself fit, when's he? When can he play again? Is it Christmas? Yeah, January, January I think. January. January. Um, that would be a that would be a neat little sign to pull out the bag. You I was unleash on that end of the season, but obviously um, Madison's like vice captain now, and I was thinking like when we signed him, it was a bit of a coup. Do you think he was? He was expecting to play with Kane this season as well. Do you reckon? I think so. I think no, he does. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. Go on, sorry, Luke. No, no, I. I, I I, I've had exactly that thought and I did think that he thought oh yeah I'm standing in the Premier League and playing one of the best strikers in, in Europe and I do think he expected that so I think he might feel a little bit short but 
I think they all know. I think, your I, opinion. I think all the players knew. Uh, Postacoglu said it in press conferences, like Harry Kane said from day one, he's looking to go. I think you could tell right. from when you look back on some of the interviews with like Kulazewski and so on and all them, the way the way they spoke, it was like, yeah, it sounds like Kane's made his mind up to me in there. Because Kulazewski said, oh, we're, we're all going to try really hard to convince him to stay. It's like, yeah. that's that's basically, you know, you've, you've, just, you've just fucking dropped the biggest spoiler in transfer history, mate. You've basically <laughs> said that he's looking to leave and you've just fed all the Fabrizio Romano tier one wannabes of this world and you've given him that, you know, he's basically agreed that he's going to go once the, once the, mon- the money's been agreed, which is basically what happened. Um, yeah. We're getting down to the roundup time. I've got a few questions I just want to ask. Uh, I've got fucking loads of stuff on here, man, but I think we're running out of time. But I, I just want to get a couple of questions in before we, we wrap up. May United at the weekend. What do we think? What do we think, Rav? A win? Uh, lose a draw? Or what do you reckon? I reckon a draw. I think we'll have a bit more difficulty than we did against Brentford. And yeah, like again, I'm not expecting to to just win games at the moment. I'm just I'm expecting teething issues, and that's all right. I'm okay with that. So yeah, I think it'll be a draw probably. What about you, Sifter? Are you optimistic for the weekend? Um, I do you know what? I am a little bit optimistic. I just think that at this point, one of Postecoglou's issues is defence, and Man United's attack is. They're looking pretty sharp already, and I think that perhaps that could cause us a problem. And I don't know if we're solid. If we had a decent few games behind us, and our defence has sort of even itself out, I'd say we 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 could nick this, or we certainly would be looking at losing it. But I am a little bit worried that they're with their manager and been there a season longer, and a bit more of a settled side that they're going to come and smell a bit of blood. And I don't think I don't think we're going to get many clean sheets this season, and I'm not sure. How many goals we've got in us at the moment? So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a draw, but I'm expecting a little bit worse than that. If I'm brutally honest, that's I where I am. Um, I, I think we're going to see a hell of a lot more chances, Craig. I mean, the Brentford game, there was hardly any chances. It weren't really like a two-all game, really, based on chances. Um, I think this could be. This could be another high-scoring draw. We, I, I, I don't doubt that if Ange gets it right and we come out of the blocks, United ain't going to um, sit behind the ball and try and soak up the pressure. I think it could go... Personally, I think it could, it could go one way or the other. We'll turn them over convincingly, beat them 3-4-1, or they'll do the same to us. Yeah, they've got their new keeper. They want to play the same way. That's the thing. That's, that's why they've got their new guy in there. Um... Yeah, I think the same. It's, it's hard to know at the moment, but it's going to be a test if we, if we take it to them the same way. We, but you know what? Against Barcelona, and you know, I know it's a friendly, but I was quite impressed. We held them. We held them. You know, we had that. We had that, our foot on their throats until like eighty minutes, and then oh. you know we ran out of steam. And it wasn't our first team either. It was you know more or less our B team, if you want to be. Uh, yeah. Um, just one quick question. One final question before we wrap up. Like, and um, if we can summarize your feelings on this one. Pretty quickly because we've only got a few minutes left. Rav, did we did we take Harry Kane for granted? Uh, the fans or the club? Because I think uh, the fans would never took him for granted. We knew what we had. Uh, I think we we definitely love him and will love him, and and most of us want him to do well at Munich. But yeah, I think yeah, I think the club definitely took him for granted and just assumed that a 30-goal-a-season striker would come out of your academy all the time. 
Uh, the fans definitely didn't. We we still love him. Like I'm hurt because I loved him so much. Basically, shift off. Complete echo of that. Club stumbled upon a gold mine, exploited it for years, and even didn't spend money on the rest of the team just because they thought they could have us fans going. But we still got Harry Kane and failed him miserably to build around him. So did the club take it 100%, completely fumbled it. Did we? Absolutely not, never. And knew, if it was our money, we would have thrown money at him and said, buy it, you know, buy a midfield to match the strikers and then buy a defence to match the midfield and it would have gone like that. And we should have been, we should have been bashing teams up for the last few years. We should have, the, the finals we were in should have won them. The semi-finals we were in should have done better there. Should have had a league title. And by now, we sh- he should be going to Bayern Munich with two or three trophies under his belt and all our best wishes. And, you know, he should, that should be it. So, yeah, club definitely did. We definitely never would. Um, just one more one more question, actually. I'm going to squeeze one more in there for everybody. Quick, a quick one to round it up. Bonesy, what position are we going to finish in the league this season? Predictions after the first game, because it's right at the beginning. First episode. As as the season's kicked off, um, where are we going to finish? I'm oh, fucking ape, ape. <laughs> Rev, uh, fifth. Sift up. I'm going for a gentleman's sit. <laughs> I'm going to say fifth. I'm going to say fifth, and we're going to nick the fucking Champions League spot. I'm going to go for it. I'm going out. But last year I said we weren't going to win the Champions League, innit? That was my <laughs> that was my prediction for the season. I'm going big again, uh, and it's, yeah. pretty, it's that, that's about wow. the level we're at, though, isn't it? We're, we're talking yeah. about maybe qualifying this, for Europe. This is Spurs for you, mate. We could do either of those things. It, it's all out there for us. Look, I think there's 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 still a couple of weeks of the transfer window left, man. Anything could happen. Levy Levy could surprise us. You never know. Yeah, yeah. let's like, hope so. A, li- a little bit of of the where we've already spent and we're trying to sell before we buy and all that stuff. I think that's just everyone knows we got money and we've made it look like we've spent big. Oh, we're fucked now. Like, we're fucked now because everyone knows we've yeah. got some pee. Yeah. But surely we got to just spend it, man. Like, I don't see how we can't. All right, guys. It's um, it's been emotional. We've um, we've managed to get it all out. Um, hopefully we have anyway. I don't really want to keep coming back to Harry Kane talk all the time. We've got to look forward and we've got to be positive. We've got to get behind the new manager and some of these new guys and this new system. And we're at home this week. I'm looking forward to it. Um, cheers for your time, as always, gents. A pleasure. No problem. Um, <laughs> If you're listening, you're still listening, cheers for tuning in and come and visit us on our socials, Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, maybe a TikTok soon, maybe not, I don't know. Uh, what's this other one that's happening? There's another one as well on some uh, other shit's going on. Um, yeah, Facebook, come drop in, send us some questions. And yeah, that's uh, that's been it. That's been episode three, season two. Come on, you Spurs. Spurs. Fucking A.
Hours.